0: Screenless. Hello and welcome to another episode of Creative Copper. I'm Gareth Davis, a composer and audio producer and in each episode I chat with someone working in the many creative industries which so far after 50 plus episodes remains an absolute pleasure you can catch up with all of my previous episodes by subscribing to creative cuppa in your podcast app or heading to creative basically wherever you're listening to this you'll probably see all of the other episodes so fill your boots so what is a systems creative i'll let lee explain it was a new one on me too sitting comfortably then we'll begin Lee Davis, Systems Creative, welcome to Creative Copper. Oh, thank you for having me, Gareth. It's a pleasure. Oh, you're very welcome. Now, Lee, on your website it says, there's a quote, I define myself by the dishes I cook, not what's stocked on my spice rack. I love that. <laughs> I define myself by the system of my creativity, not the disciplines in my tool belt. So that quote is about delivering stories and experiences. Is that yeah. the best way to describe a systems creative, would you say? What can you tell me about? what a systems creative does on a practical level
1: yeah sure i mean yeah that quote the dishes the dishes i cook not the spices Stuffed on my spice rack it kind of sums up why i kind of uh, spent the last two years kind of taking a look at my creative practice and looking to redefine myself so it's only recently that i've been kind of referring to my professional identity as a systems creative so it's been part of a um so i've recently finished my postgrad and i took a took a year and a couple of months yeah just over a year out to yeah, look back over the last ten years, we really and go. What on earth have I been doing as, <laughs> as a mixed yeah. disciplinary creative? It's been a really turbulent but wonderful, you know, exciting experience. But it it was, it felt somewhat chaotic. It felt somewhat accidental. You know, there was a lot of things there. I wanted to kind of go right. Let's look at what exactly I've kind of, you know, the nav- the ch- the choppy seas I've kind of gone through really over the last sort of eight or so years. And yeah, and I arrived at that that definition basically of a systems creative is someone that's kind of free from. Being defined by what they do. So instead of what they what they create and, you know, the disciplines that they are. So a musician or illustrator or designer, it's more about thinking of those as tools, as resources, like the spices on your spice rack. Yeah. And you know, it's the dishes you cook with those that are actually what define you. So it's yeah, as I as you said, it's um as as a creative basically, I've found myself working in lots of disciplines over the years, and that's only kind of grown over the years as I've taken on more kind of interdisciplinary projects. And it kind of dawned on me, the more I was doing that, the more I was kind of without that kind of overriding identity of being a systems creator who delivers you know, stories and designs experiences as that kind of top level identity for what I do. Um, yeah, I was kind of at the mercy of being an imposter in all
0: of the things I did. So yeah, this is yeah. this is it. I, I didn't have to look at your website for long to realise that you're one of those people. <laughs> yes, and I, exactly. I count myself as one of those people as well. They, I mean, there are creative people who focus on one skill set and that's yep. absolutely great. Nothing wrong with um, that, yeah. And for a creative business, actually, that's more straightforward for clients, isn't it? I want a dialogue editor, so I'll hire a dialogue editor. (laughs) Of course, yeah. But it doesn't work for for everyone. And you're someone, again, looking at your website, whose focus is the idea and the different creative skills you have are simply the delivery system for that idea. So talk me through what happens when you have an idea. How do you decide what creative skills you're going to use and, and things like that?
1: yeah sure so yes um so part of being a systems creative so when i kind of it's an emerging kind of phrase i've coined recently as part of my my postgrad research is this
0: something that you've come up with yourself then and when you said systems creative i wasn't entirely sure what you meant yeah exactly And it, it, it's it's seeming to me that you know this is um this is something that hasn't really existed before i, I mean obviously there are people who are multidisciplined, yeah. but to actually categorize yourself as that is something yeah. fairly new, I suppose, isn't it?
1: I think that was it. Is that I was aware that when I, sorry, yeah, I'm aware of. Um, I didn't exactly explicitly say that. That is the phrase that emerged as a result of my postgrad research. Yeah. Looking back on my career, was okay. I'm going to refer to this as systems creativity and yeah to answer your question really is when I approach a project that's kind of what that systems creativity entails is that you look back you don't automatically um, let's say you are doing a project that you know you're going to draw on sound or visual arts or your interactive technologies or whatever discipline you're practicing in you don't fall into the habits of your traditional practice so all of the established workflows all of the established outputs that come with being a dancer or a musician or an animator you kind of put them to one side and you kind of think about what those disciplines afford you so for me what what it represents being a multidisciplinary is that you're able to kind of be creative while targeting effectively the different sensory Perception we have as humans. So you know, um, I know obviously at Screenless, you're very much your, your philosophy is very much around Let's step away from the screen and actually just engage in the modality of sound, yes. um, and that's what I'm really excited by when you look at interdisciplinary practice like that. It's that you go right. Sound has a set of affordances, and yes, you can make music with them, and yes, you can put on live shows with them. But there's so much more to sound if you look at it in its purest sense, and it's the same thing for every other modality. So thinking about you know what we can see, what we can hear, what we can touch. And even what we can taste and smell as well. So that's one of the other things as a systems creative, I, I'm, I look to explore. Is this multi sensory, effectively, as well as multidisciplinary? Yeah, creative experience design is, is that is the best way to sum it up, really. That's what this new identity of, uh, that I've kind of
0: coined represents. Do you find that clients and people you're working with are open to that? Because uh, I suppose it's you know change. <laughs> people yeah, it don't is like change. It, do they? No, but, not at all. Are, are so, people no. open minded to you know? different disciplines to deliver an idea
1: yeah I think so I think that the reason it, it emerged from myself and the reason it's something that I'm looking to kind of advocate really is there it's a it's not a replacement of boo to specialism you know specialism, as you said is a beautiful thing and it, it, it you know when you specialize you go down it's not about breadth it's about depth and depth is incredibly valuable when it comes to you know production of all kinds or outputs of, of all kinds across the creative industry but there are a set of people who, you know, as especially as uh, I suppose when you move away from kind of wider team-based productions or organisations, there are a movement of practitioners out there that are, you know, one of the reasons more and more people have become um, multidisciplinary is that they've had to re- resort much more to themselves to kind of navigate the you know creative gig economy to find working opportunities. Um, and having multiple disciplines kind of strengthens your ability to do that. So what what I, I think systems creativity has enabled enabled me to kind of convey really is that you're able to kind of approach projects that kind of just yeah move away from those expected perspectives for your discipline. So yes, there are jobs out there where you'll be pulled in as oh you can do sound. I'd love you to edit sound for um, for this uh, animation that I'm making. And you know that's a very distinct workflow where. Systems creativity, that perspective of it isn't necessarily required, Um, but there are definitely jobs that I've done where, um, so one of the first jobs that I I did as I left university was actually building an interactive sound app. One of the things that happened as a result of that process really was that I found myself in that working opportunity after having completed a music degree. I didn't necessarily have a background in programming. I had an interest in graphic design and what happened is I ended up and, and and I had an ability to work in sound design and, and and music and soundtrack production, which was obviously an important element for the nature of this this app we were commissioned to develop um, but there was obviously something that I went to university to do there was something I had an interest in that was also needed there and then there was this skill of developing an app that I'd never ever done so it was <laughs> like right how do you you know without you know the the resources and the funding to pull together a you know, multidisciplinary team. How can you make that happen as a, an independent, as a freelancer? And that was the first time I, I found myself doing that. And I've done that for 10 years now. It's about kind of with you know, in collaboration, maybe one or two other people making kind of multifaceted projects happen by thinking systemically about how you can bring your own abilities and your own, uh, you know, even expanding your own abilities to pull that off. So I guess that's it, is that you say people don't like change. Um, and I think it's not about trying to change that world of things. It's about, hey, there's this other avenue now where you can kind of sustain yourself as a as a creative professional that it just broadens your opportunity to, you know, if you go, oh, the traditional production work is running a bit thin this month. Maybe we could go for some arts funding and do a public engagement project that pulls together some interesting elements of these disciplines in a
0: new way, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and these days with the internet uh, I yeah. suppose if you don't know how to do something <laughs> there's somewhere online where you can learn absolutely do you, do you rely on on those kinds of resources Every
1: sing- yeah, every single day. I think what I, uh, one thing that's become, uh, it was, again, an accident for the first sort of five, six years of my work in history, but what's become much more routine is I tend to take on opportunities now where I, I have to learn something new in order to kind oh. of realise it. So it's actually, again, that's one, of the, that's one of the other philosophies of being a systems creative is going, learning's going to happen as part of paid work. Actually, don't avoid that. That's actually something that yeah. if you acknowledge it, you can not only make it work, but it's going to have a positive effect on the next next opportunity that you take on so it's kind of about yeah making growth an occupational condition really it's about yeah. making it something that inherently happens as part of the opportunities you you take on and yeah and it's been made really possible because we've got the equivalent of the library of Alexandria at our fingertips and in our pockets haven't we the information that's out there to learn this stuff is is there and okay, yeah, you, you won't you won't unlock a you know PhD level specialism in any of those things, but you'll definitely be able to unlock an ability to to achieve you know a, a proficiency to a degree that enables the wider project to succeed. and it's it's not necessarily about depth, it's about breadth. And I think that's again, another thing about systems creativity is your interests and your current skills are part of a much wider system. And if you acknowledge that system and connect with that system, you can really allow it to pull you in some interests and directions and allow your practice to thrive. And allow yourself to be surprised by
0: it as well. Personally, I can sit in an empty room in silence and it's still playtime in my brain. I'm getting the impression that you're (laughs) that kind of person as well. There's just just stuff going on. You're almost a witness to what's going on in your head. And I suppose in a multidisciplined way that's only magnified isn't it because you've got all these uh, new skills going on it's like ah the possibilities oh. which were limitless are now even more limitless if that's possible
1: yeah absolutely and and so systems thinking as a kind of philosophy is is a, is a, a an independent philosophy that exists out there in the world so from kind of it kind of exists strong uh most prevalently in the kind of business analytics of business and kind of yeah the way that um you know classic blue tie kind of ceos and corporates uh kind of analyze the way that their services interact with customers and you know it comes very much from that world and i think what what you know that that world is not necessarily traditionally associated with the arts so that was another thing that kind of made me um think about okay systems creativity is that intersection of looking at you know it's been quite empirical quite objective about you know your reality the world in which you're in what you can pull off at this moment in time right now how people are going to react with that and then with the other side of the puzzle being about that kind of creative spirit that creative freedom wanting to you know send a message to build 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 work and I think that's the other thing is that um it's it, it definitely comes from a kind of strengthening of practice thing I mean one of the reasons one of the other reasons I uh kind of established this professional kind of identity is that I also work in higher education. So I'm a lecturer at um, University of Gloucester in in the Digital Media School. And I'm actually not tied to any one course at the school. So my, my position at there is actually cross-course because of the nature in which I conduct my practice. So I, I teach on, I've taught on five of the courses so far. I, I actively teach across three of them as part of my kind of annual one day a week that I work there. Which sounds like it's you know, being spread quite thin in many ways, because obviously even being full time on one course at university is quite an ordeal. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was it. it was a kind of a, um, one of the things I've been advocating with undergrads is about, you know, I'll meet many people who have gone to university who are learning something they care really deeply about, especially in the media and art schools. It's very much passion driven students entering higher education for three years and figuring out how they're going to make, make something of this. And um, yeah, I kind of use this narrative of being, you know, a systems creative to help them just kind of strengthen their uh, ability to sustain themselves the moment they go out of the door. One of the things I try to encourage them to think about is, um, you know, what, why, do, why are you into being, uh, for example, a sound engineer? And I'll meet many sound engineers go, go, yeah, I went to a concert 10 years ago, <laughs> changed my life. It was an incredible experience. And you go, that's absolutely wonderful. And then they'll say, therefore, I'm going to work in concert sound, live production, you know, as an engineer. And you go... Right. Hold that thought because, you know, where you find your passion, don't just limit yourself to to where you discovered, you know, what you care about, because there are many, many more people, organizations, problems, you know, contexts in which your skills and your passions can exist beyond where you discovered them. So you know it's kind of a, again not being locked by the definition, the traditional definition yeah. of your of your what, and find that why. Why is it that you you would you would change that night? What made you think, wow, I need to become a sound engineer? And when we get to that little grain of sand, you know that little grit in in the oyster, it's like they'll say, oh, I just love love the fact that you can sculpt, manipulate, and output sound to make people feel a certain way. You go right, that's the fundamental of what yeah. why you're passionate. Now where can that exist? And suddenly you map this out and you go, "Well, it can wow. kind of it can kind of exist anywhere, can it?" You go, "Yes, it can. It could exist in entertainment by all means, and that's a valid thing. But it could also exist in health and well-being. It could exist in in education, the cultural sector. You know, uh, there's so many opportunities that just bloom. And I think sometimes, you know, I know students have been told for many years to, you know, to diversify, you know, diversify your practice and do this because actually it'll make you much more resilient for, and much more employable as you leave university. <laughs> and in my experience, that kind of alienates a lot of people because I think it's asking them to change who they feel they are. Yeah. And it, I think that's why I've kind of tried to come at it from this kind of systems creative perspective. Because it says there's a why to why you feel that way. Engage with the why instead of the what. And you will find, you know, you will find that you're not changing who you are. You're just realizing you can apply yourself in many more territories.
0: And actually, uh, your lecturing work, that is a perfect example of a client embracing that philosophy. Absolutely. Because they put you over different courses. There you go, working in practice.
1: That's That's absolutely it.
0: That's amazing. You mentioned a music degree. Yes. I work in sound. Mm -hmm. I produce podcasts. I help people with podcasts. I, I write music. I write soundtracks. And I suppose music to me is is my kind of second language yeah. that's the kind of thing I'd fall back on my default almost do you have a default
1: I do I do yeah so um I will say that through and through in terms of where my um how I realized I wanted to find myself working in the creative industry the fact that I wanted to aim for that territory before I went to university was I absolutely love music you know I, I went to study After A-levels and really discovering, you know, getting into kind of traditional soundtracking, composition, notation, I went to um, study a course called Creative Sound and Music in 2008 and graduated in 2011. And as I said, I came out of that uh, course, again, still focused in music, but suddenly quickly realizing that, yeah, I had to, I had an opportunity to do a really, really exciting project to develop this interactive sound app. And the reason I went for that is because it did have sound and music at its heart. So even though I've kind of acknowledged that, oh, I, you know, I do love creativity, you know, I don't want to lock it down to just sound, but to be completely honest with myself, although I don't now define myself by any of the disciplines I'm practicing, if I was as you're doing right now Gareth you know asking me to kind of choose one it would indeed be sound it would be music it would be yeah so design a music composition basically yeah
0: and I, that's not to say that the other skill sets aren't you, you can't be as passionate about or anything you know I, I'm writing uh, little rhymes that uh yeah. I've been recording as audio but I'm, I'm still oh, writing that. poetry you know <laughs> and i think creativity when it shows itself should be embraced you know you, yeah. you shouldn't say well I, I don't do that so therefore I, I i can't exactly
1: yeah yeah and i think some people do a better job at dealing uh with that than than others so um yeah i think there's some people that go through and go yeah i'm not going to feel guilty about being a multidisciplinary i think my experience is a little bit different because i yeah as i said as i moved from maybe doing a sound project then to doing an illustration project then to doing a kind of User interface design projects or coding projects. You know, I'd been known within my, my network saying, "Oh, you're doing you're doing coding now." Are you, I thought you were an illustrator, and you go, <laughs> "No." Is this kind of you kind of get broken down into? A, I'm in the early days, definitely heard that jack of all trades dismissal, yeah. which I think can be really destructive because, um, again, it's saying in the same way that I'm not saying specialism shouldn't be a thing. They're saying mm. that generalism shouldn't be a thing, and it sh- it should be a duality that you can exist anywhere across that spectrum, really. Um, so I think that's another reason why I kind of, you know, I'm not ashamed to say that I, you know, I, I do primarily view myself as a music practitioner, you know, first and foremost within that spectrum of things that I do, but I think it's just helped me navigate it a bit more, you know, clients relationship, being able to talk, you know, introduce myself as a systems creative. And then when they say, well, what does that mean? It means, you know, it means that when you talk about the disciplines, they're always secondary. They're not a primary thing. Mm. Um, and I think it's just massively helped with that because the nature of your projects, really add up for question then if you go well if you're a musician why are you making sound that sounds like this all of those things kind of go out of the window it's like oh well you're a, you're a systems creative and actually you are using these now with the perspective of you know in the same way that a musician could use multiple instruments to fulfill their craft well this is it. creative yeah, multiple looks... styles and genres and things exactly yeah it's kind of like the next kind of the re- next resolution if you will i suppose it's um yeah for pictures made up of pixels you can still make a picture as with a combination of pictures you know it's like how far out could you zoom from from that and i suppose in a way that's another kind of perspective that i kind of try to adopt with being a systems creative is actually music is yeah i'd say one of the spices on the spice rack
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i think it's a a much better model for creative business actually than uh, the one that you know where you have to decide on your peg to hang everything from Um, i think creativity is a it should be by definition limitless and uh just as large as your imagination so why not yeah but i think that's that's absolutely fabulous so where can people find you online lee if they want to go and check out some of your work so my main hub really is my website so
1: i i kind of uh, have an umbrella website that catches all of the all of the work that i do in the various disciplines that i practice uh, so you can find that at uh, www.leedaviscreative.com I obviously have social media as well, but I'd say my main channel is probably Twitter. I I tend to practice, uh, um, yeah, most of my kind of social comms go through Twitter, really, beyond my website. So you can find me on on Twitter
0: at Lee J Davis, and that's the same tag on other platforms as well. Fantastic. Well, I'll pop those in the the show notes, those links as well. Thank you very much. But for now, Lee Davis, Systems Creative. Thanks for joining me for a cuppa. Oh, thank you very much, Gareth. It's been a pleasure. Thanks again to Lee for his fascinating insights into his creativity. Engage with the why instead of the what. I think there's a lesson for us all there. Amazing stuff. His links are in the show notes, so go and take a look if you want to see and hear more of what Lee has been up to. This podcast is produced by The Sound Boutique, so if you are looking for help with any sort of audio production, head to www.thesoundboutique.com. Full disclosure, it's my company, and I'd be delighted to have a chat with you if you need a solution to your audio questions. Creative Cuppa is published under the Screenless Audio Brand, so you can follow on the socials for updates and extra stuff using at Screenless Pod, and all those links are in the show notes too. As always, thank you for listening, have a spectacular week, and until next time, thanks for joining me for a cuppa.